Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with us exactly in the place where we are. Well, we are in this series being led by the Holy Spirit. It's one thing to know about the Holy Spirit, but how do we actually let the Holy Spirit work in our life? Now, I'm going to answer a question that's been sent in by someone because they, they, they asked a question exactly on what we're talking about. Now, as part of that, I'm going to read from the Vatican II documents from the 1960s. They were written in the male-dominant language. Uh, I'd ask you to, whenever you hear him or her, just translate that to male-female because it's inclusive of everyone. The question comes from Barry. And Barry writes this and he says, Bruce, this is your new friend from the Atlanta area, actually Marietta, Georgia. Now, Barry is someone that we've had one conversation I've never met, but Barry says, this is your new friend. We're friends. And so I want to say hello to you, Barry. Good to be able to talk to you. I get to Atlanta from time to time. We must catch up. Uh, But I have lots of friends and I'm so pleased that I have a friend now in that part of the world. Uh, Your question is an excellent one. And you ask this. As a Christian, how do you know if it's the Holy Spirit leading you away from sin or your conscience, that is. As a Christian, how do you know if it's the Holy Spirit leading you away from sin or your conscience? When God made us, he, when God made us, God put within us this principle or this law that we call conscience, the ability to discern and to figure out what's right and what's wrong. Now, the Vatican II documents in Gaudium et Spex, which is the pastoral constitution of the church, it says this. It says this. Deep within his conscience, man discovers a law which he has not laid upon himself, but but which he must obey. Deep within his conscience, human beings discover a law that's within them that they haven't laid upon themselves, but that they must obey. What the Vatican II documents are saying, the fathers of the church are saying, within a person, there's a law within us that says, I must go this way and I must go, I shouldn't go that way. That that's a principle that's put within us by God. We call it conscience. It's voice ever calling him to love and to do what is good and to avoid evil tells him inwardly at the right moment, do this, shun that. It is a voice within us that says, Because of love, go in this direction or that direction. Do this or shun that. For man has in his heart a law inscribed by God. People have a law that's been inscribed on their heart by God where they just know, in a sense, the right direction to go. His dignity, human beings' dignity, lies in observing this law. And by by it, they will be judged. Listening to the law within you, you will be judged, the fathers of the church says. His dignity lies in observing the law, and by it he will be judged. His, consci- his conscience is man's most secret core. Conscience is where we are at our truest self. And his sanctuary there, he, and his sanctuary there, he's alone with God, whose voice echoes in his depths. And what it's saying is that it, the, our conscience is where we are at our, deep, our deepest and truest self. Now, our conscience is something that we must form and develop. So it's within us that tendency to know right from wrong, what we're meant to do or not. And so we form our conscience in many ways and we have responsibility for it. We, through prayer, 
through reading the scripture, through listening to the church, through becoming knowledgeable on topics and developing our own intellect and our understanding. And through, and through all of that, through prayer, coming to these conclusions, which through the guidance of the Holy Spirit tells us which way that we're meant to go. So our conscience does that. What the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit guides our conscience decisions because we're making conscience decisions. So our, the Holy Spirit impacts the decision-making process and gives us the inclinations that we're meant to go. Our conscience by itself, as we develop it, maybe we develop a conscience poorly. We are not fully informed. We get information that is wrong and we begin to go in a particular direction. The whole, uh, that's conscience. So conscience is not perfect. We hear people who say, I made the best conscience decision I could. And yet that conscience decision was wrong. And so our conscience is telling us what we're meant to do. And then the Holy Spirit with lives, lives within us tells us what to do. It's not two voices as such. My conscience, the Holy Spirit. My conscience, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works through my conscience and gives me the grace to respond to God to the best of my ability. And so the Holy Spirit is at work within us. So when we make conscience decisions to the best that we can make them based on the formation we have, the Holy Spirit works through and in our conscience it's not separate. There's not two voices, not the Holy Spirit saying, go this way, and our conscience saying, going this way. No, no, no. It's the Holy Spirit works in our conscience to tell us which way we should lead and, and move and, and what we should do. And so therefore, the development of our conscience, the development of our conscience is critical. So it's important to pray, to read scriptures, to listen to the church, to inform ourselves well, about information and then as we do that and we bring and we face decisions we make we make the decision and we ask the holy spirit to come into our life and to give us guidance and then as we talked about yesterday we look at the fruits of the spirit and particularly we ask the one fruit of the spirit that tells us often which way we should go is are we at peace with this decision that we are meant to go in and how we are uh, and how we are meant to live our life and so Conscience and the Holy Spirit are not separate, but rather conscience, which is in every person. The Holy Spirit infills that, infuses that, helps us in following and responding to God. And so making conscience decisions is a process of asking the Holy Spirit to come and help us make the best decision we can as we have formed our, our conscience. Well, as we conclude today, uh, that was a great question, Barry. And as I say, I'm going to meet you uh, when I get to Atlanta. Uh, as we conclude today, uh, as you know, I've been talking about the Holy Spirit book, Prayers to the Holy Spirit. Many, many people have got that book. It's been pre-release. It's a pre-release book. It's not released just yet, but it's coming. And I pray that it, it really will help you. So many of the prayers in it are about, Lord, guide me and lead me so that I might live a life open to you and that you would work within my life and guide my conscience in uh, by your spirit that I would respond to you in the direction that you wish me to go. Can I ask you as we conclude today for your financial support of the ministry? Uh, I ask from time to time because it's important. The scriptures tell me that that's my job. It is to ask people to stand with us and to help us proclaim the gospel. 
sharing Christ is tremendously important today. There are so many people falling away from the church. Uh, we look around today at studies done both in the United States and in Australia just recently at the dropping in attendance and the dropping of faith practice of people of all ages, not just the young, but of all ages. We also know that there's been increase of people that are connecting with the gospel through things like the media. And, uh, and we need to proclaim the gospel and bring Jesus to them. And it changes people's lives. So many of you have written to me in recent days to say, my life is just so dramatically different because I have learnt so much and the Holy Spirit is at work in my life. Don't we want that for our sons and daughters, our husbands and wives? My prayer is that we can get that to as many people as possible. In particular, I want to say thank you to our Faith Builder partners. They are the people who every month give something and they've gone into our website and set up a way to do that. You, I, tr you, I truly cannot tell you how much I value you. You make this possible for me to be able to stand here. I couldn't do it without you. And to everybody else who gives from time to time, I want to thank you as well. To those of you who've purchased the uh, Holy Spirit book, and particularly those who've been able to give extra so we can help other people get it and support the ministry, thank you for that. Uh, I am so abundantly grateful that you believe that Christ is important and that we need to be sharing the gospel around the world. I couldn't do this without you. And so you can either go to the gifts tab or go to the this address on the screen. And my prayer is that you would encounter the presence of God in your life right now. Well, why don't we pray uh, right now and let's pray from the Holy Spirit book and, uh, and, and let's pray one final prayer. And this prayer I've called prayer for power and grace in our lives. Loving Father, thank you today that you love me, that you love us. I pray, Lord God, that you would pour your Holy Spirit afresh upon me. Or, Lord, for those who need the Holy Spirit for the very first time. And that I would experience your power and your grace, and your grace exactly where I am. And Father, I make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for making this possible. Couldn't do it without you. God bless you. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.